0: Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news. Sometimes we make you laugh. But most times we go deep. Today we'll be discussing Tales of the Walking Dead's series finale, the sixth episode titled La Dona Rachel. Not really La Dona. <laughs> La Dona Alma. Before we continue, on top of attending the camp and Anthony Collins, that's my viewing party, the Walking Dead series finale viewing party that will end all viewing parties. On top of having a forum on the latter and an artist table on the former, we will also be giving giving away free stickers as we have in the last few conventions, as well as I've procured some of those t-shirts, those very t-shirts to sell at the camp and Anthony Collins viewing party. I've gotten a sample of them, like 10 of each size, basically from each design. If sales go well for the camp, I will end up buying more. But it's up to you guys to contact us to tell us if you'd like us to include other designs or other sizes. Because for now, I've only purchased large, extra large, and two XL shirts. So if you are into mediums, let us know right away. DM us. If you're into a different design than what we're normally procuring, bang us hard to get to purchase that design if enough people want it. At least 10 people want it. whoa. Yeah, bang our DMs. You Fun heard choice me.
1: Choice of words there. Sorry,
0: don't hesitate. Don't ask for consent. Just bang our DMs with your ask, and depending on how on the response, we'll, we'll get that many for each of the events plus a couple of others. If I mean, if you like it, odds are somebody else will like it too. So let us know. So
1: tell us what you want, what you really, really want.
0: Yeah. Do it like Spice Girls, bang us like the Spice Girls. I don't know why I use that word, and now I can't stop using it. I told you,
1: it. I told you this was going to be a dirty episode right off the bat.
0: Ladonia, Rachel, everybody, Ladonia. So, after this episode airs, we will be opening up a Patreon for those of you who are skittish about following our journey on Kofi. I still encourage following. But are following other creators on Patreon usually, and that's why people don't want to do two things. So if you are follow- following other creators on Patreon, give us a look. The unfortunate business of having to be on Patreon is that, and I'm saying this up front, the basic rates for Patreon will be higher than Kofi because Patreon takes a much bigger cut. On top of the PayPal fees, on top of the Stripe fees, they take th- basically, I think it's 30% from whatever you, your generous support brings us. So that might mean instead of like a $3 coffee, it's going to have to be a $4 coffee, let's say, you know, then's the breaks. The Memberships on Patreon might be instead of as little as a dollar a month, it'll be like $3 a month for the Walker's tier, $10 a month for the Whisper's tier, and I don't think we're going to be putting the Survivor's tier on Patreon, unfortunately, because Kofi has kind of a control, and if you like us that much to join us on screen, you're not going to hesitate from following and joining the Survivor's tier membership on Kofi anyway, so at least if you're smart enough, because it'll be cheaper anyway, because if we have to put it on Patreon, it's going to be like something like $30 or $33, so that's a month, so that's that's too much.
1: Are you like me in the morning, half dead? Phineas Coffee will give you that boost to get you up and keep going.
0: That'll have meaning, right?
1: Dave and his wife enjoy the champion and majora blends with beans from South America. And if you're a real freak like Cosmo Mom 09 Rachel B.,
0: were. no way! <laughs>
1: You'll enjoy the double XL high calf blend with beans from Tanzania and India. Go to PhineasCoffee.com and use the promo code
2: Dead to get 10% off your next purchase. Pardon me, young man. Excuse the s*** out of my goddamn French. And now back to Squawking Dead.
0: In any case, thank you for hearing me out on these spots. And away we go discussing this very strange, interesting, and scary, which I think most people liked about this episode. Yes. Similar to On the Inside, I think it was. Yeah. The Walking Dead's season eleven A episode with Connie in the Farrell's house. So, without further ado, I'd like to turn the mic over to Jasmine, who's only watched this episode I think once.
3: My kind of first impression is kind of similar to a lot of what I've said about Tales, is that I liked it but in its own way that didn't really feel like Walking Dead's universe kind of way it's a good thing in some ways and a bad thing in other ways i appreciate the episode in some ways but in other ways i'm like i just want it to be a little bit more like walking dead like i don't necessarily like like the psychological elements for something walking dead related but then if i like if i like sit back and like reflect on it in like in a more appreciative way i do appreciate it does that make sense I feel like I'm explaining this horrendously.
0: No, because you didn't have enough time to really ha- let that this episode <laughs> sink in. So, I mean, maybe you would have had a different take yeah. on second watch, let's say. But overall, I mean, in terms of like, like versus dislike, on a hundred percent scale, let's say zero to hundred, where does it lie?
3: I'm thinking I like it more than I dislike it. Sixty-nine percent. We're gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like rachel's current volume level uh, speaking oh, that's
2: of my that's my volume oh, sorry bridget bridget my bad.
0: i thought everybody level. had their volume to 69 all right whatever uh, maybe <laughs> except for me which is like eight <laughs>
3: also for, for the audience i promise i'm going to be more organized in future i usually like watch the episodes like three times and make notes and everything but this has been a particularly exceptional week
0: mm. because if you're traveling which if you watch the unedited version of this podcast, you might get a clue on what Jasmine's been up to. Or bonus. if you follow
3: my Instagram.
0: <laughs> or, yes, her reels are actually pretty Don't trending. I mean, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So this Instagram queen has your number. Anyway, so <laughs> Rachel, you, I think, had a similar reaction to this episode.
1: Yeah, and I you- only got one watch So I started out really loving the episode. I was on the edge of my seat. I was biting my fingernails. I'm like, oh God, what's happening? What's going on? And then by the end of it, it it ended and I'm like, what? What the what the fuck just happened? That can't <laughs> be the like, where's the rest of it? We need to wrap this up somehow. I felt cheated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think this episode felt like most horror? Episodes end up where, like, there's no satisfying ending, everybody dies, etc. And that's not usually kind of the way The Walking Dead works. No,
1: I mean, horror in general usually wraps up nicely. There's usually a bad guy that needs to be stabbed through the heart or set on fire or a heart that needs to be sacrificed or something like something usually happens. At the end, and we all go, oh, that's how you release the spirit and be cured from the curse. And and I'm with Sherry. Charindy. Sherry's in our audience right now. Hey, Charindy. oh yeah, oh good. Like Sherry says, I was also kind of hoping. I don't maybe hoping's not the right word. I I almost expected it to be similar to the old ways, right? Like our dear friend Bridget. The the movie,
0: The Old Ways on Netflix, probably still check it out on
1: Netflix, probably still like top five. Amazing.
0: Right. Rachel from Fear the Walking Dead is in there.
1: So when I saw the previews and they were talking about the Bruja, I mean, of course, my brain instantly went to the old ways. And I was like, oh, what a cute little nod to (laughs) our fear family. I, I had that in my brain. And I don't know if that hurt or helped while I was watching the episode. It may have been the wrong kind of seed to plant. To watch the episode. So maybe I was expecting something and it didn't happen. And so then I was kind of disappointed. Not maybe disappointed. not really the word. I just was like left feeling unsatisfied. I'm just right. like, where's the end?
0: Could that <laughs> be because it's something that you said is like, I don't I don't know if it was accidentally genius, but what you said was, oh, the good guys win. They figure out the thing. But then yeah. I argue, didn't the knife go into the bad guys in this episode?
1: Did they? I mean, were they bad? Yeah. Were they dead
3: <laughs> but were they just gray like every other character in the walking yeah. dead universe exactly right?
1: okay and by the end of it i'm like okay what actually happened here mm-hmm. can i even trust anything that i just watched did anything i just see actually happen were they just dead the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah short answer is no
1: i almost expected them to just be dead the whole time and this was taking place some i don't know i don't know it's just situational yeah, right? Like, were we watching them in purgatory? Like, I don't know. The The highlight of this episode for me was the bird.
0: <laughs> the parrot. <laughs>
1: the parrot. I
0: love the parrot. <laughs> Paco the parrot. Or Brad. Or Eladio. But we'll get into that in a bit.
1: Eladio.
0: <laughs> it's a great double entendre, by the way. Uh, Bridget, yeah. lay it on us. Yes. The lover of horror. I do love horror. Didn't and... love this. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, this
2: this was fine. For a cable television channel episode
0: <sighs> oh, okay, horror, okay.
2: it was fine. It can't be over the top like a, a movie. There's not enough time. And you can't go super, super, super gory because that's not going to be accepted mm. by the network. So
0: do you think it needed it, by the way? Do you think it needed a little bit more? I don't lore? think
2: so. I okay. don't not for the vibe that this was going for. This was clearly more psychological horror than it was traditional horror. While I totally know what Rachel's talking about with the wrapping up, I really strongly disagree that good horror goes that route. Me too. A lot of the time <laughs> Most of it. this is just my personal opinion. So like I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody. But Aiden just
0: popped in by the way.
2: Yeah. Aiden. I Aiden. But I will state that, you know, when I think about classic horror movies like uh, Halloween, the end of Halloween, Michael is dead <laughs> and then gone. So the good guy, yeah, they win temporarily, but right. there's the bad is still there. And right, that's true. why horror is so good. was at
1: least, right? right like right, there yeah, was I a defeat. Maybe not yeah. death, but there was a defeat.
0: Like but it was I, for something is kind of yes, what you're going like, for, right? Yes,
2: yes. That like moment of oh, God, it's not wrapped up nicely. Oh, something else is going to happen. That's what makes horror interesting, right? Because, like, you end the movie and you're walking away from it, but then you're left thinking about it and thinking, like, what happens to the characters and what goes on next? Because Michael's still out there. And so... That, to me, isn't bothersome. I don't mind when a horror movie ends and and everybody dies and the bad guy's still alive. I don't mind that either. Well, also because we're
0: (laughs) used to that. It's nice
2: for them to kind of just switch up the tropes and and come up with new things. And so none of that really bothers me. I will say that this was super Macbethian, I guess would be a way to describe (laughs) it. It's Macbeth, told Ish. again. There's I, I, so, was gu- I
3: was going to say this as well.
2: So many elements of it are like Macbeth. <laughs> That's classic psychological horror. So good on them. I thought it was interesting. It Did it feel like a Walking Dead Universe episode? Maybe. <laughs>
0: <Baby> <laughs> Maybe is right.
2: <laughs> Who defines the parameters of this? Well, you do. You write this show, right? Yeah, I mean, I write it, so. But clearly I didn't <laughs> so write this one. I just, I didn't write this one at all. <laughs> like, uh,
0: I was don't, like, don't, don't, I, don't, don't put it on, do on me. Don't put it on me.
2: Well, it's, so, which is
0: telling because it's kind of like, maybe on your first watch, Bridget, did you get that, oh, I, what happened here?
2: Okay, let me clarify something for the ending in case this happened to anyone else. Because this happened to me, I was watching this in bed in the dark, which is like optimum scary time Great situation, idea. right? And I was so confused because Same. on... Amazon Prime through AMC plus the little square in the corner comes up for the talking dead universe, TWD universe preview special. And guess what happened? The episode abruptly ends and it goes into talking dead. And I was like, what the hell just happened?
0: Note to self. I didn't even get
2: to see the ending.
0: Always turn autoplay off.
2: (laughs) I had to rewind this episode like five times to finally get out of that box fast enough (sighs) to get the ending. So I will say, if anybody watched this and all of a sudden it abruptly ends and you're like, "What was that?" That wasn't the ending.
0: Where where did it stop? If you it recall? stopped
2: as they're being dragged
0: down the hallway. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's so anticlimactic. Well, that
2: sucks, Yeah, just as anticlimactic yes. as yeah, no. the
0: actual end. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so, <just>
2: kidding. so <laughs> I, know, I noticed that. I noticed that it took that a long, took to a long time, time for me to get the actual
0: ending so i, I can um, confirm
3: that if you watch it on a dob- dodgy website this doesn't happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those of you watching illegally jasmine's got your number also so to dovetail off of the macbeth illusion Eliza actually wanted to come here herself to allay her thoughts but instead she dm'd me her thoughts and i want to give this a little bit more clarity and visibility oh and Charity says uh obviously out damn spot clear Reference to Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, and uh, Sharon D. E. Ulstice's, or also maybe like the Telltale Heart, which that is a much more apt and strong reference, So, oh, which is uh, Edgar Allan Poe, the, the Telltale Heart. So my thoughts on episode six, Aliza says, wow, total descent into madness. I'm going to like read this not like her. Total <laughs> descent into madness. My first guttural thought when, I, when Idalia saw the blood on her neck was, was Macbeth. Out, damn spot! Following the murders by Macbeth, Lady Macbeth begins a descent into madness with hallucinations, walking and talking to herself. I felt Idalia was following the same trajectory after Eric caused the death of Dunya Rachel. This episode was one straight out of the horror genre. We haven't seen or felt this since the TWD episode On the Inside. The final scene where Dahlia and Eric ultimately kill each other and become absorbed by the vines and the wall in the basement made me think of how sometimes we become that which we fear the most. And how the guilt of our sins slash crimes become the roots that hold us from escaping those things which we have done. And I have to say, by the end of my watch, I felt like that's what this was all about. The Walking Dead universe is filled with tons of things that we do, or I don't know, we, we, we keep picturing ourselves being there. And trying to identify with people who do bad things in order to survive and we accept that we usually accept the bad things that our protagonists mostly do because sometimes we sympathize with the villains quote unquote on the show as well sometimes they present reasons as to why they do things that may make us want to sympathize with them but overall we kind of explain <laughs> away what our, you mean right our <laughs> protagonists we, we explain it away because there are protagonists by name labeled we were like okay these people are us these are our avatars but what happens if it's too much we don't get to see that that often on the walking dead universe we do in places and we do see that with Michonne on her episode when she gets to have her little sliding door slash black mirror slash what if episode mm. where she joins Negan by the end well by the end of the vision i suppose But that's just a taste. That's more of like, what if I did this differently? What if I didn't throw myself into people again? You know, what if I found the wrong people first sort of thing? That's more of that. What if I decided not to save Andrea, essentially? This is one of those things where there must have been a lot of people out there that had to come to grips, just like Idalia and Eric, once they were safe behind walls. That's what I contend this episode's all about. Eric makes a really great point in this episode. He says two things, actually. It's only bad if you believe it's bad. That's one of the big things he says in this episode when it comes to Idalia's thoughts and feelings and intuitions about this house. And then he says something else. Are you serious? This is our house, Idalia. Things have changed. People take what's in front of them. That's it. End of story. And he has to say that because if he doesn't say that, he has to deal with what he's done. That this world hasn't changed. We usually give cover for the Walking Dead universe, essentially, mostly because it allows people to become the things that they were meant to be, something that we often say on the show, the idealized self, but also because there is a part of us that secretly wants that, because why not have an excuse to be your true self? We don't get to be that. So we give cover to The Walking Dead universe, but like here, this is The Walking Dead universe saying, well, they're still, you're still human. You still have to deal with what you've done or find a way to deal with what you've done, even though this world doesn't allow you to do that that often. But the second you find walls... And like they say in the episode, they've been together and on the run since since the beginning of the fall, essentially, or just maybe just before. But like they've never really had a place of their own inside that's safe, essentially. Do you think what they go through in this episode is is a complete expression of guilt?
2: I mean, It's pretty obvious that they feel guilty about the choices that they've made. There's a lot of quick flashbacks to a specific moment that is later uncovered to be something a little more insidious than we thought it was having that play and then be clarified later in the episode really makes it clear to the viewer that they feel guilty and that's why she's seeing the people that they killed and that's why eric is seeing the the people that they killed yeah that's
0: why so actually this is aiden's comment his beginning comment is actually very interesting because it allows me to give you guys some news assuming the show gets a season two what characters from The Walking Dead universe would you like to see get their own episodes? Also, are there any characters you would like to see return from this season? Personally, I would love to see Leah Shaw, Elizabeth Kublik, Deanna, and the founding of Alexandria, Eastman, Rosita, Abe, and Eugene, Daniel Salazar, and more. We talked about this, I think, in one of the episodes, maybe one of them that we premiered, right? The D episode, maybe? Or was it the, no, it was the I, Dr. I think it,
3: if Yeah, I was going to say it was the Dr. Everett episode.
0: And I'm going to say what I, then what I say to you, Aiden. No! <laughs> no! I'll say this much. Would it be cool as a fan? I feel, I said this from the beginning, I said I feel yes. Is it good for the Walking Dead universe on the whole? Like the, the popular franchise that needs to keep going? I don't know. I doubt it because of... The, the, the suspension of disbelief as it becomes as it comes to actors in terms of age and then also having to cast de-aged actors, etc. Putting that aside, let's go back to the, walk, the, the, ta- the Tales of the Walking Dead. I heard rumors that Tales is already slated for a season two. It's already received enough success to go on.
1: With six completely different stories, different characters, or do you think they will be continuations of what we already saw? It's really bothering me that this is all we get. I'm sorry. I I get what they're doing and I respect it. I appreciate it. I think it's great. But for me personally, it's driving me freaking insane to know that I'm not going to see these characters again. I'm never going to know how it wraps up. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. I can't just be like, good job, guys. No, I'm freaking it's driving me nuts. Like, I need to know how this shit wraps up.
3: I think some some episodes are more than others, Some I could just leave it where it is, whereas other episodes it's like I would like to see it continue, even if they only like continued one or two into season two, and then told like four completely new stories. I think that'd be quite good.
0: Yeah, I feel somewhat the same as you Jasmine. I mean, and you Rachel, like yeah, it is a little frustrating because you grow to like these characters in many senses. I mean, let's let's just say in terms of this episode, this episode could probably be left alone, right? i think, I think so i mean
1: yeah yeah when i say that specifically i guess i'm really talking about evie and joe i need to see where evie and joe uh, are i need more I Terry
0: cruise sorry
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah not sorry
3: and olivia i mean
0: olivia. i'm kidding <laughs> no i did like olivia i i did
3: i would like to see a continuation of the doctor ever episode specifically i found that abrupt ending when there was so much more that could have been mm-hmm. yeah yes
1: agreed Agreed. Yeah.
0: Although the reason why I could leave his episode and this, again, this is one of, I think all of the episodes to varying degrees could be left alone. And for reasons which you can like label the Amy Dr. Everett episode, I could leave because to me, that's a tragedy in a sense. Like, oh, he's, he's going to always do this. There's not going to be an end for this. That's, that's how he's choosing to deal with the universe. And I'd then almost he, like
1: to see him, like, go crazy. Maybe seeing Amy die that way, maybe he, like, goes off the deep end and just, like, completely loses it. Maybe he goes a completely different direction and, like, just goes absolutely fucking insane. That might be interesting.
0: You know what that made me think of right away? Hmm. Better call Saul. Because in, <laughs> a sen- in a sense, Jimmy puts on Saul to deal with the world. Hmm. And he leans mm-hmm. into it when he needs to. It almost didn't work when they were doing the divorce proceedings but definitely didn't work when he finally contacted Kim Wexler after all those years (laughs) in the gene timeline, it just stopped working and he went crazy. He He lost his footing. He tried to keep doing the same thing he was doing. I like that. But I think what I would like even more is knowing that he's going to continue doing what he's doing is that he's a prop, meaning he's an obstacle in somebody else's way in another episode where the Mm. episode isn't about him. It's about somebody else. They run into him and he's like a barrier. And maybe he meets a demise. Maybe he could somehow meet a uh, redemption arc of some sort. The jury's out on that in terms of how I'd want it to go down versus how what would be smarter. Let me continue reading some of these comments, if you don't mind. He also says he would love to hear what episode of each you would pick as your favorite.
2: Honestly, the first two are probably tied for first. Followed up by this one, Devon would be my next. And honestly, I uh, I think, well, the D episode?
0: yeah, D would be last interesting okay
2: i am a firm believer that the anthology style is fine and i don't need continuations i don't need to rehash old content i'm just okay moving forward so i get that that's what everyone is saying (laughs) they're all like i want more of this i don't know that i'd like it as much if we were gonna go back and rehash about old characters over and over again i don't think that'd be as interesting to me
0: i don't know if i'm rehashing something that i've said before in the show but something that I'm com- coming to realize, and I've said this in, on Twitter, at the very least, in a response to some comments on the D or the Dr. Everett episode, I think the fan response to Tales of the Walking Dead is a lot, a lot like Star Trek The Next Generation. When it first came out in 87, which when you think about it, it's like, oh, 87, what? At the time, fans, Star Trek fans, largely re- rejected it, largely. Because they were like, that's not the Trek I grew up on. The campy, Mm -hmm. Kirk gets the alien every episode, bedded. Gets
2: the alien. Yeah, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But
0: but guess what happened? People who weren't Star Trek fans before, kind of like myself, really loved it. They're like, this is so much more accessible to me. And it's an anthology series, which eventually builds an arc because they realize we can't be like the old Trek, which, by the way, is mostly probably due to Gene Roddenberry's passing and the torch being passed to like guys like uh, Brandon Braga and uh, Michael Piller. So it became this anthology series with overarching themes throughout either a season or more than one season, like revisiting certain themes, which then added more flavor to people who stepped into the Star Trek universe. What I'm trying to say is, sorry, I know it's a long explanation this show could be like that where at the time as TWD fans this is strange to us but it may be this more than any other spinoff like Fear the Walking Dead I think they may have tried to do something like this where they did something different and roped in other people and, they, and it worked because there are people who watched Fear the Walking Dead who had never watched The Walking Dead before whether it's the first three seasons or when they jumped in on the fourth one and they're like oh this is something interesting it's like The Walking Dead but it's like mm, it's different but this more than any other series, the City of the Dead now, which was formerly Isle of the Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond and probably the Daryl spinoff, this series more than any other series is going to be like that for exactly the reverse reasons. It's, an, it's a pure anthology series. And I, I keep thinking about a series like The Twilight Zone and how, of course, you have to fit in a satisfying beginning, middle and end in a short span of time. But, you know, the Twilight Zone back in the day, it had to appeal to a wide, wide audience. So some of the themes basically beat you over the head. You know, there's not much to explain. There's no deeper inline context. That's where The Walking Dead comes in. They're like, we're not going to treat you like idiots. We're not going to spell it out for you. And that's been consistent. That's the flavor, as I think we something we said just earlier, that's the flavor that The Walking Dead brings writ large, but especially in these little tales because they didn't want to make it about things we've seen. They may th- introduce certain nuggets and Easter eggs here and there, but nothing significant enough to be like, oh, Daryl, or oh, Sasha and Tyrese. Or, yeah, like, no, no. We're not going to treat you like idiots. There's going to be just as much underlying context to this series as there are our other series, like Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead and then The Walking Dead, and Walking Dead World Beyond. But this is an opportunity to open up the universe to other experiences other ideas and stories and things that we have not done before we don't know it at the time now but i think this is the show that people are going to remember a lot they're going to remember the walking dead obviously it's like it's like the tri- the first uh star wars trilogy right okay you always love four through six i think it is like the old ones
2: yep it's four through but six.
0: and they will always be in the pantheon of legendary like the walking dead let's say but like uh, some people may like new uh yeah the the second, the first three, or the last s- 7, eight, 9, or whatever the fuck they are, the new ones. Some people might like that, and that might introduce them to the greater universe. This, this is the show, I think. More than Fear the Walking Dead, more than Walking Dead. Sorry, I know I went on, but I felt like I'm realizing that this, that like, oh, we're on the precipice of something great with this show. We don't know it yet. We feel like it isn't, but I think this is it. This is what gets people back to really enjoying The Walking Dead, maybe even introducing them to this universe where they might not have er- before.
1: I don't know, man. I feel like, like coming in and watching these episodes, I don't see how it would draw anyone back into watching the main show or even Fear the Walking Dead because none of these characters appear on either one of those shows. There are gonna be a lot of people like me who watch it for character development. I get attached to these characters. I wanna see more of these characters. And when you don't get that, there's no reason to keep watching. There's no reason to go delve into something else if the characters you already know and love aren't a part of it.
3: But to counter that, I feel like some people do just like anthology series. You don't, and I don't personally, but there's other TV shows that are like just anthology based and they have an audience base. So potentially there are people that don't need that continuation.
1: I completely agree. Like, for example, I love the Black Mirror series. Those are all anthology. beginning, middle end, like it's that's it. But you get the beginning, the middle, the end. You have a problem, a resolution, a solution. You have you have all of that. It's all wrapped up nicely. I don't feel like I'm personally getting that from a lot of these Tales episodes.
2: I wonder if that has to do with the fact, though, that like there's such a precedent for Walking Dead. There was no precedent to Black Mirror before any of us started watching it. Absolutely. Yes. Right. But then maybe people who it are just watching yeah. it. And they've never watched anything anything else then maybe that would
0: that's all i mean i they mean and, be, and, yeah, and they really, probably would really enjoy this as that's, much as i didn't I
2: mean. like it the d episode was probably really smart like to your point rachel because it does give them a segue in yes. it's not a huge segue even though i was like man i don't want to retread right old stuff makes sense if you're trying to lead people in to the walking dead which is important because they're gonna have to try to revitalize because mm-hmm. the numbers are not where they once were and
1: if we're ranking episodes, D was my number two. So just well, saying. Okay,
2: I wanna hear your <laughs> I wanna hear your rankings though. Yeah, like let's, what, let's what go did into you guys rankings. rank them?
1: Evie and Joe are my was my favorite. I loved the story, the characters. I loved all of it. It felt to me the most true to the Walking Dead feel. And then that's probably why they started the whole series out with that one, I think. It was a good call. And it was light. It was lighter. There was a bit of humor. D was my second favorite. Even though it was a little wonky as far as timelines go. I think we came up with an okay solution to that, so I'll allow it. Gina and Blair were probably my third, third favorite. Oh, I thought that was going to be her last. <laughs> after Evie and Joe and D, it's kind of hard to put the rest in an, in an order. They're all just sort of lumped <laughs> together lumped for me last. after that. That's fair.
0: Yeah, That's fair. <laughs> I mean it's always fair, right?
3: But... I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna hit very generic person on the internet um, thoughts here. It's the ones that most closely like resonate to so, like The Walking Dead that I enjoyed. So like my favorite episode was the D episode because it felt like Walking Dead. And then mm-hmm. the Doctor Ever episode. It felt like a little bit like World Beyond the Doctor Ever episode, so I, I yeah. liked that. It felt familiar and I like that like sense of familiarness. And I didn't really like episode five, I couldn't stand. Watch this. Um, okay. the Gina and Blair episode I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> I just uh, this episode it just felt like too much like psychology and not enough Walking Dead for me personally. Mm. Which is And the then, like, factor. I find, and I just, I I don't know why, I just didn't like the Evie and Joe episode. I think it's because it was the first one and my expectations were too high. Mm. More than it actually being a bad episode, it was just, like, I went into it with two higher expectations. So, it just, it disappointed me.
0: You went from one party with one specific theme that you're used to, and then you went to, like, a sex party. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and and you were like, whoa, <laughs> I don't know if I like this. I'm just kidding. No, for me, actually, what's funny about what you just said is that, OK, your analysis is similar to most people's analysis that I run into on social media or people that criticize the show. However, you're awesome and you contextualize it in a way that that's honest, not yeah. angry about it. You're like, I like this, but it's not what I'm used to. It's not what I'm mm-hmm. familiar with. So it's not my favorite. You don't not hate like, it, is what I, I mean. don't
3: I don't hate I can agree with people, but I have like an awareness just because I didn't like it necessarily doesn't mean that it's bad
0: right right or that i don't feel that it's bad it's a bad show right by the way this is the same exact feeling that you get after leaving a relationship for like i don't know how many years like a decade you're like i'm used to this and then you try to date again it's like uh, it's like uh, i don't know if i like this this is strange and new it's nice i don't think it's bad but maybe it's strange (laughs) Yeah. i think oh, i might like this maybe. oh man am i in love with you right, whatever so oh, my oh, favorites
2: <laughs> once i whoa pump the brakes <laughs> i'm not gonna
0: i'm not gonna list the rest of the episodes that i liked but i'll i'm gonna hit on one thing that i the one that i absolutely loved was devon the fifth episode
1: okay you my, are definitely gonna my, need to go least, into detail on least least that one then favorite, please least favorite right, no my, oh, in, in, doesn't in, it seem too, like it would be
0: dave too of, favorite, course though. It would. of course. Come on. Cuz it has the first three letters favorite. of my name. I mean, <laughs> of course. Right. It's all about me, guys. Just, no. no,
2: it's just it's psychologically <laughs> deep. Devon there's David. a lot of, There's a lot of layers to it. Like of course, David. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah.
0: It's clever in construction. The filming of it, though the actual effects in terms of the flashbacks. How is it c-
1: clever? I we've seen this before is why I'm asking. This is not it's not a u- new and unique concept.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, doing it in in medias res style of story is not new
1: oh i wanted to stab myself in the ear with the jazz i couldn't stand it really that was music, my favorite part i See? hated i hated the music hated i it. loved it so much I hated it. i loved
0: it because <laughs> and then when i found out why it was it was there just because of the french creole like the possible branching out of the french creole acadians etc yeah. that yeah. that made it even better but I like the kind of noir-esque version, but that's the thing, I came into this wanting something new. I don't care that I, I don't get links to the, walking, the greater Walking Dead universe characters, or do you know what I mean? Like, like the connections that we can make to all these other people in the universe. It would be nice, but I can see why they didn't do that because, in a sense, it's the reason why I got into this podcast to begin with. In one specific sense, and that's, I didn't read the comic books. What I wanted to do mm. was be able to judge these episodes on, on their merits. And so when you watch Tales and you don't get those links to things that we've seen, I can now remove that variable. And so far, all the episodes except for D, I can do that, and then I can, I'm allowed to now enjoy it based on what it's brought us, the merits that they're trying to bring to each individual episode. So of those episodes, I think Devon was the cleverest. I think it. I think in a sense it balanced best the desire to do something new, clever, filmed very, very well filmed, and also gives a little bit of that Walking Dead flavor, but in a way that's so twisted, like mercy is murder. Mercy is giving is giving somebody a death sentence and, and twisting some of the themes in The Walking Dead Universe, like that, that stuff that I love the most, the underlying themes that the universe tells us. Oh, living behind walls, uh, oh, civilizations crumble. No, this one stayed up, but it crumbled on the inside rather than from an external f- force. They got to be who they wanted to be before and after the apocalypse. But it's almost as if that's Devon's enemy, in a sense, going after the thing that kept you yourself or deciding that you want to be something more to strive for a bigger ideal. What I like most about this episode more than anything else is that once I watched it, I kept turning it over in my mind. There were like nuggets and gifts that kept unfurling in my mind as a result of watching. I kept liking it more and more. And this episode is turning out to be somewhat that way, too, but not nearly so far as much because there was more of a satisfying ending to Devon compared to this episode, which also brings us back to this episode. Hello. Sharon D says, My Tales ranking is 2, Gina Blair, 4, Amy Dr. Ru- I didn't expect that. Evie, Joe, 3 is D. Well, that also surprises me, considering how much she hates Alpha. 6, <laughs> which is this episode, LaDonia.
1: LaDonia.
0: And uh, 5 is Devon. She hated Devon the most.
1: <laughs> I didn't hate any of them. Just to be clear, I didn't hate any of these episodes. Oh, no, I, I, just I, I got that. I felt differently. About them all.
3: That being said, like I didn't say like I actively hated any episodes, but like right. in, in Devon, I literally it couldn't even hold my attention. I didn't dislike Ooh. it, but I was just sat there and I was like zoning out and then I like zoned back in and I was like, what the fuck's just happened?
0: Ah. Like that's how <laughs> much
3: it, it, it just it just couldn't hold me.
0: You mentioned that phenomenon before. Yeah.
1: And that's a problem. Like with if an episode can't hold your attention, I feel that too sometimes Jasmine. And that's how I know I'm like, this isn't that great. <laughs>
0: You've also contextualized it, you've couched it in your desire to see familiarity with The Walking Dead Universe too. So we we have that fair. extra bit of, I I usually say what you're saying right now is very important. Oh, if you can't I can't hold your interest, but then now that we have the extra context, I know why.
3: That being said, if it didn't have kind of Walking Dead in the title, yes, I probably would have switched it off.
0: Oh, okay, okay, fair. But mm. I
3: but because I feel like a, a like a dedication to like this show and obviously like Squawking Dead and stuff, I sit through and watch it when in reality it's just not it's not holding me. That's why I was kind of like glad I was on holiday last week because I like literally would have been able to give nothing for Devon. I couldn't tell you what happened. I can tell you like five minutes at the start and like two minutes at the end and I could not remember anything else
0: happened in that episode. It's fair. It's totally fair. Sherandy says Gina Blair was by far my favorite. Sharony says even though I didn't like all the episodes, I liked that they got adventurous and gave us different stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sharony says this actually made me think of Diabolical, the boys animated series where each episode is a different animation style may not have anything connecting it to the characters on the main show. Yeah, that's a great comparison. There is the theme, the specter of The Walking Dead. It's in the universe, but like it doesn't deal with directly with what we see on The Boys, let's say.
1: Having, having said that though, a, another complaint I might have, and obviously this was a choice, but I would have really liked to see more walkers. In all of these episodes, in all six episodes, they were focusing more on the characters. I get that, but I still would have liked to see more walkers.
3: I think when we did see walkers, it frustrated me a little bit because they weren't traditional walking dead walkers. They acted slightly differently, like especially in like the Gina Blair episode where one of them was like, it didn't look right. And it was just like it, it annoyed me. As a, as a Walking Dead fan.
0: <laughs> that actually kind of goes to Sharon D's comment about comparing it to Diabolical, the boys mm-hmm. animated miniseries. I think they almost had to be different because of the mood that episode was trying to establish needed the, that particular walker in a sense. And, but still, that's not going to change how you feel.
1: Well, in the Gina Blair episode, we have to remember, took place right at the beginning of the apocalypse. So the walkers would be a little bit different and act a little bit different right at the beginning of the fall.
0: Kind of like they did on The Walking Dead, right? kind of yeah, or, a little or different. Like,
1: or like Fear, like the first few episodes of Fear. They were different then, too.
0: It's funny how we don't see more of those kind of like, ah, kind of just turned walkers and they don't look as mangly, skull, bony face thing. Right.
1: We, see, they wouldn't seen, be yet.
0: Right. But like even those who have just turned kind of st- like, look, I mean, aside from like after like
1: emaciated S- almost.
0: Yeah. After Sadiq, Sadiq did look fresh and didn't look as mangly and I think most of that is due to the fact that he's a protagonist so don't want to fuck up your protagonist's faces uh, as actors. Fair, let's fair. <laughs> But then after that, like, it seems like everybody who just turns looks awful right from the jump, like awful, awful. Not like <laughs> in the beginning of The Walking Dead, where they kind of just looked like eh, people who are having a bad day.
2: Well, I think of like, <laughs> you know? I think back to like Amy when she turned right. and how like pristine she looked like a dead body, like just bare and just very corpsey. Which yeah. goes
0: to my Sadiq comment, too. Like, if you wanted to play with that, you wanted to connect with Amy. And if she looked too mangly when she first emerged as a walker I think you'd be like more frightened than like feel sorry for her to and feel like what Andrew's going through same thing with Sadiq it's so tragic that it, it makes me feel things yeah. when I remember it in terms of this episode okay it feels and seems pretty cut and dry however once you finish watching it maybe watching it again actually gives you a little bit more clarity on motivations and why this episode turns out the way that it does for me at least it is kind of like Devon I started kind of turning this this episode over in my mind I, I watched it the beginning of this week Sunday Sunday night late at night, lights down, got the same reaction one would get watching it beginning to end without interruption. Sorry, Bridget, I, I felt that horror aspect. I enjoyed that aspect, but I, but just like some of you, I I, I finished it. I'm like for the last episode, and kind of similar to the Amy Doctor Everett episode, there was a bit of like a disappointment or an upset for me, where it's like kind of like you, Rachel. It's kind of like. What does this mean what uh, what did i did i watch something that's literal or did i watch something that is figurative <laughs> and then i kept turning it over and turning over my and then i finally watched it just before we got on here and i'm like oh there is so much more to this episode than it than it seems the way it seems is you know, these people feel guilty once they're inside walls they start looking at what they did to get here the dahlia at first and then eric later on realizes okay this is weighing on me i can't not be a person once now that I'm safe, and express these guilty feelings, because there's trauma involved. I want to throw in something that connects this episode, aside from the hallucinations, which is obvious. Hallucinations, mental illness, but there's something else going on here too. Folly do. Folly do is one person, the primary, which is Idalia, clearly. She experiences hallucinations, extreme f- sense of guilt and paranoia. She says in this episode, like something's going to get me. Eventually, Eric is the Secondary, the one who is diagnosed with the folly I do, because he starts seeing the delusions himself. Now, I don't know if it's the one that's the same as in Blair Gina, because that one was, and I can't remember the exact term, was primary experiences, secondary experiences, and then they share it together and they they egg each other on in terms of their hallucination. The other form of Faliadu is when you're away this when the secondary the one who's diagnosed with folia do is away from the the primary the hallucinations cease and i'm starting to think it's that one because eric by the end of it realizes oh no the halluc- hallucinations i've been experiencing were all because i was around you he snaps out of it first he's like you're you're doing this idalia you're doing this and he realizes he, you're doing this to me you're making me feel guilty first of all
2: i thought of that when i was watching the episode i was like Oh, this is shared psychosis. We already did this concept in episode two. (laughs) There is another way to look at it, though. In those final scenes where Eric is yelling, you're doing this, Adalia, stop, you're doing this. While I was like, okay, that could be in reference to a shared psychosis. It could also be the episode is shown from Adalia's perspective and Eric is standing there and Adalia's throwing stuff yeah. and talking to nothing yeah. and <laughs> and he could be like you're doing this you're acting super crazy right now and so i thought okay it's it's one or the other either she's psychotic and we're seeing only what she's seeing or there's shared psychosis
0: how do you explain Eric's own issue when he went to the gate
2: When he
1: sees the and he sees the lady
0: And He's having a hard time. This is like the first time that he's like having this intense delusional state and it's catching him off guard. He really thought he saw her Maria.
2: Well, and I would argue like, yeah, sure. He could be experiencing the shared psychosis, but that doesn't necessarily mean that at the end, that's what he's yelling about.
0: Oh, you're saying this is you, like, right. You can ex- because it, it's could, still it from could be in process.
2: It do, It's not like all of a sudden instantaneously. He also has the psychotic break. Like it doesn't have to happen that way there in the case studies. It did talk about exposure over time led to the shared psychosis. Right, right. So either way, obviously, there's a lot of hallucinations happening in this episode. Clearly.
0: yeah. To wrap what you're saying up is that even us seeing eric showing up at the gate is still from idalia's perspective having this really hard time coming to grips with what he just saw is still from her perspective like mm-hmm. maybe he didn't see it at all and assumed that he was going through something
2: that's a possible explanation i mean he could be like this chick is going nuts i need to get out of here uh-huh. before she like and she stops really him. turns on me and he, she stops him in the creepiest way possible. Out of nowhere, a pickaxe comes forward and closes the gate. And she's mm-hmm. like, no.
0: You're staying. <laughs> You're not getting away with this. It's terrifying. You're not going you need to feel how I feel.
2: I mean, if he was trying to leave, he'd be like, okay okay you have a giant pickaxe now so i'm gonna wait except now you're having another mental break on the porch so i can't get past you because you're flinging your knife around yelling you're not real
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know i i can accept that i'm still like leaning towards the father i do but i mean either way i'm with you you.
2: there's more than one way to look at it
0: i'm i think it's going to be my point throughout this watch is that yeah you think that it's literal it's kind of like the D episode. You think that it's literal, but it's more. There are themes working against each other in the episode, but more so here in this episode. You, you can interpret the facts differently than they're presented because we're dealing with maybe mental illness, another thread. We're dealing with the folly I do, possibly another thread. Sharon D says the grain used to make Idalia's bread was infected with ergot. And after consuming the bread, they began to see visions and hear voices. This is a possible explanation for the Salem witch trials. Oh, That's interesting. However, Idalia starts hearing the whispers before they enter the compound. Now it could be both. It could be her feeling the guilt and seeing, you know, oh, did I hear a whisper? But but then maybe the bread exacerbated that. I, by the way, similar to charity my big initial impression theory was methane leak, red, mur- red, mercury, which is not real, but it, some people say it's red, yeah, red, mercury. It's supposed to be a cure all, but it's, it doesn't exist. Found in the throats of Egyptian pharaohs in the tombs. My theory was gas leak, but the red blood on the walls. I wrote, maybe, is
2: there a gas leak question mark in my notes.
0: <laughs> but the more, the more I, I tried to, affirm my bias is like dr everett the less i enjoyed it and the less it made sense also like you could argue that but i kept looking for different evidences like the blood on the walls quote unquote maybe that was it
2: well there's no let there's no lethargy and that's a really huge side effect of gas leaks and D-
0: dizziness vomiting none mm-hmm. of that uh, no you
2: don't see any of that so. so it falls
0: apart bacteria no the dizziness vomiting cough none of that was there except for the end where she's like <clears throat> going to the basement <clears throat> <laughs> there are tons of that dead bodies here. That was why I was like,
2: is there a gas
0: leak? Oh, sulfur? I don't know if sulfur... Excess sulfur in concentrations cause dizziness, hallucination. I think it would cause headaches more than anything else.
2: Well, Eric does have a headache. Jasmine
0: does have nothing to say to my bullshit that I just said right now.
2: (laughs) Eric does have a headache. So actually there is another symptom. I didn't even think of that until just now. Does he have a headache? He does. Remember, he's grabbing his head and he's like, my head. And she like takes him into the kitchen and she gives him the water. And he's like, what did you put in this?
0: Yeah, I love that little bit. And that's the thing. That's like the the finger, uh, Gina's fingernail polish that's chipped off. That might be blood the smoke that comes out of blair's mouth when she first comes maybe she is munchausen okay explain that
2: (laughs) I, i i know what you mean but okay so munchausen is a disorder in which you munchausen
0: syndrome yeah
2: you essentially poison the person that you're the caretaker of so that they need you more and then you feel like fulfilled in your caretaking
0: well, it doesn't so, have to go down that way, I mean, but it's more that I don't you, know. You I just threw out there as because he
2: accused her of putting something in the water. But now I'm like, wait, is a difference in taste is that a symptom of, of gas leaks? I have no idea.
0: <sighs> what if she? Okay, I have an other theories, but I, it just I have to say this one now because it just popped into my head. What if Idalia did the same thing to Maria? Mm. And Eric, not knowing what happened between them, still, you know, he's with her. He's been with her throughout the entire time, gets her back and and deletes. I say deletes all these other people that they were with when they try to question Idalia. He defends her, not knowing she's had mental illness the entire time.
2: It was something that crossed my mind, her delivery of that line. Like, well, you jumped to defend me. It was just. When you
0: probably shouldn't have.
2: There, It was so callous. And I was like, something ain't right here. This right. is weird. Because. If I had been accused of murdering someone and had not indeed done it, I don't think I'd be so quick to jump down this guy's throat to be like, well, you're the one who defended me. <laughs> like that, that to me makes you sound super guilty.
0: Yes, but and this is what I love the most about the construction of this narrative is that yes, but he didn't have to kill all those people. He could have just talked. Do you know what I mean? Like they could have hashed it out. Worked something out. I
1: mean, could he? We don't know. We have no idea what happened. Let's be honest. We have no idea. And that's another beef I have. True.
0: (laughs) I think that's what I like the most about it because it really. It really does, because the because the sheer fact that he says this house is ours in this universe, you take what's in front of you. That's it. And that's that end of story. That's why it's not frustrating to me, because they say it. I did this because that's the way the world works. And yet I like that there's this tug of war between their moralities and the, the way the, the, the world is, because it plays with our sensibilities in a way that we don't often get to in The Walking Dead universe, period. Like now we're talking about The Walking Dead universe. We learned to write them off, these moral quandaries. We acknowledge them. We're like, oh yeah, the world's awful. People have to do awful things, blah, blah, blah. But they, Gotta in survive. this episode, force you to tangle with them. I thought they did it in a clever way.
1: How far into the apocalypse do you wager this is?
0: Bridget, what do you think? What? <laughs>
1: how far, how how far in- into the apocalypse the is present this present, Bridget.
0: Stop seeing the Jesus Climb off the of crosses in your no. mind
2: No I actually really <laughs> didn't like that part Travis this is a no. rare episode In which Travis watched this with me Because we were going to bed And he looked at me and he goes Does this actually scare you? <laughs> Right. Does this scare anyone? <laughs> is this is this working? I bet it would <laughs> scare laugh. like
0: people who are really religious though. I mean, I kept uh, thinking about like, I'm
2: pretty religious. I mean, that, the did, CGI that was that was scared me. Uh, yeah, no. no.
0: Okay. No. So, uncanny the valley CGI was crazy. Kinda
2: ruined. Okay. This place hasn't already been ransacked. I don't know. Pretty early. I would assume like two, maybe three years.
0: Electricity, running okay. water, hot I like, water. I like that. They say. Oh, Interesting. yeah, I that's that. true.
2: So I didn't think it was right away. It seems like some time has passed. People have clearly been able to like make it like in groups outside of walls. So I would assume it was a little bit further in. Not crazy late or anything. Well, that's why I thought maybe there was a gas leak because I was like, maybe this place runs off of like a gas tank
0: propane or something like yeah, that
2: yeah and so then I thought maybe that was had something to do with it but this episode is whatever you want it to be right I mean sure realistically that's what it is but it is what it you want it there, to be right so
1: <laughs> well I asked I asked that question because I was just very like huh when Dona Alma died like she this bitch has made it this far oh. and she just falls and hits her head on okay. the table that's how she has def- a heart like, can we right. can,
0: that's that's you, like,
1: can we
2: discuss that can we discuss that you die can we discuss? Like, is that, that even allowed? Was that <laughs> a heart attack or was that choking? Because that's what it said in the subtitles.
3: Do we think that she ever actually even existed?
2: Mm, I'll get to
0: that. Yes, I see. Yes. I see. I yes, see. I
3: do think she actually existed because
1: the bird was being taken care of. Like, the bird would be dead if nobody was there feeding it, first but, of all. But did
3: the bird even exist? Did the house even exist? Okay, do any of these, do any of these like, episodes really like, exist? Do like, you like, exist? We can no, go no, that no, far. No, 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 no. Like, guys. Jasmine, oh.
1: do you this exist? This is my genuine Are you process. real right now? Are you just a dream? Seriously. In someone else's <laughs> mind? Wait, guys, what out. if
0: LaDanya was Madison.
3: Oh, God! Oh, no! No, no, but, no,
1: no I, no, I know what no, you mean, no. uh,
0: Jasmine. I I, th- I think about that, could,
3: too. Can you, could you guys hear me out on this one?
0: Yes, absolutely!
3: <laughs> I think it can be interpreted in multiple ways, but the fact that they found this house and there's, like, running water and stuff like that, are they even here or is this, like, a product of some kind of, not to say purgatory, but some kind of, like, state of mental kind of fucked up But then also, the fact that she refers to the walkers, I don't remember what word she uses in Spanish, but like Ah, the sleepwalkers. sleepwalkers. Like, are they just sleepwalking? Are they like... sonambulists? yep.
2: Yep, Yeah, like,
3: like, are they actually sleepwalking? Is any of this actually happening? Because there's so many things that make it, that don't make sense. Like, not just like the episodes of psychosis, but the actual house itself existing, having running water, not being ransacked in a zombie apocalypse. The woman who looked clean, and was not dressed practically pristine white random random randomly died in a in a strange way that kind of fit the narrative and allowed them to stay it just feels like everything at each stage it doesn't feel real
1: Herschel's farm existed and they were clean and they were like out in the middle of nowhere i got the impression that this house was very difficult to find. The only reason they even knew is because they were told where it was.
3: To add to that, they've reached the stage in the apocalypse where they've killed people, and that's just how it is. Killing has to be somewhat acceptable. That's how the world is now. So that kind of suggests that it's a little bit further on than, like, Herschel, maybe. Right. Sure, sure.
0: Savior's level, two years in.
1: If our group hadn't shown up, (laughs) (laughs) and fucked everything up how much longer could the farm have survived up until we see the herd come in obviously but similarly this house is very isolated like i said the only reason they even knew it existed is because someone told them that it was there i i totally get what you're saying jasmine and and i think it's completely plausible however i can't wrap my head around that only because i feel like it would be a complete waste of all of our time the viewers time (laughs) to say that it didn't that it didn't exist
3: or to say that none of this was real oh you always hate that to say that this explain the Blair Gina episode then because if that's wasting viewers time then go and watch the Blair Gina episode
1: no yes no we we sum that up remember it's a video game they're video game characters this is a video game Blair and Gina were a video game episode and I can get behind that that's why they keep respawning I don't know if I can get behind (laughs) that Rachel hates things that are
0: figurative Uh, guys just to give the audience a, a, a <laughs> they, she doesn't like things that aren't literal. I'm I a very literal bitch. Yeah,
1: The dough was done.
0: <laughs> the dough. That, I guess that meant the dough was done. <laughs> Wrap that point up. Firstly, I want to mention as an addendum to walls give you your humanity back, but that might be a bad thing. Their relationship to begin with was a relationship of convenience. They got together just prior to the fall or just after the fall. We've been together for as long as this outbreak has existed, etc., or we've been on the run ever since this whole thing started. Once they start getting into the house, they have to realize that we're stuck with each other in time of peace. A lot like Sasha and Abraham, in a sense. So, you know, if you want that little Walking Dead connection, here it is. Like once they mm. realized they didn't have to be with each other that they weren't the last two plausible couples on earth options started opening up or they start realizing you mean
1: abraham and rosita
0: sorry what did i say abraham and sasha, sasha said, I meant yeah. sorry i meant you abraham rosita. and rosita thank you the yeah. last people on earth they realize oh we don't have to be with one another we don't have to procreate the species or whatever you want to think on that front okay <laughs> now we have to actually deal with what it means to be together now that we're safe put that aside because that's obvious one thing that got stuck into my head it was never clear which episode really was 35 years in the future? I almost want to say that this is the one that's 35 years in the future. What? Let me explain. Why I think that is because of how how long this lady may have survived and how these two people might not even be real or maybe figments of her past. She's in this house alone. She's been in this house alone. She's taken care of it alone for such a long time. And it might be longer than we suspect on the heels of the last episode, which we can probably safely say is 35 years in the future. What we do to survive as hermits. We've got that connection as well. But definitely with her for as long as the time that she might literally have been out there, ostensibly. But figuratively, she may have been out there for 30, 35 years. And right now is when Dona Alma is dealing with her trauma. And every year she might be going through this, what she had to do to live here. And I almost have to say, how I feel this way is when Eric is actually looking through the book of photos. There seems to be a photo of Idalia blowing out birthday candles, and that maybe Maria was one the other girl in the photos.
2: It does add some credibility to why the bird is saying some really creepy stuff. Right. That makes me feel like someone was murdered in that
0: house. Right. <laughs> what if Idalia and Doña Alma are one and the same? What if Idalia actually made it and killed Eric and that she's reliving a piece of her past that she wished had gone differently, that maybe she wished they had died together and she wasn't the one to survive. And what if she kept playing it over every year on the same day over and over again? This is why I want to use this as a kind of dovetail into why her dying that way is unsatisfying. She chokes on something or has a heart attack and then bangs her head on the kitchen table. It's weird and unceremonious. Had we seen mm-hmm. this episode literally, we would have been like, that's how this ends. After 35 years, this lady, she chokes on her uh, stew, which is called something in Spanish. Guisado. Guisado, yeah. So that's how she goes. <laughs> but if you look at it differently, this lady's been torturing herself. For, it's just like just like Dr. Every This guy has been surviving on the signs. This guy has been surviving for the sake of survival. And... This lady, what has kept her going? Maybe it was guilt every year. It's just guilt, guilt, guilt.
1: I love this concept. However, if that is the truth, it should have been a lot more clear. You shouldn't have to be the one telling us this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little bit of an idiot when it comes to TV shows, and I do need to be spoon-fed some shit. I don't want to be going this deep into my own brain to come up with my own concept of what the fuck's going on. I do need a little bit of guidance. That's why I watch TV. Because life is already fucking chaotic and I have to make sense of real life. I go to the television to be told what the fuck's happening. Not but to figure
0: it out. But that's why I said
2: like my good guys to
0: be good, my bad guys to be bad. Really this is
2: this Thank is you. whatever you want it to be. This <laughs> episode in particular, all of these episodes really, but this one in particular is whatever you want it to be. I wanted it to be better. <laughs>
3: i i agree with bridget in that it's not necessarily set up to be interpreted in one way i think they've intentionally written the episode so you can decide how you want to
0: interpret it Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm not stuck on this theory really but once i saw it i couldn't unsee it and i was like oh yeah hold on this kind of makes sense.
1: I think that's a really cool concept. A- I and let,
0: let me applaud you because I think about this a lot. And I don't know for how long I've been thinking about this, but I've said this on Twitter before in response to certain things. There is a merit to coming away with an episode with just your gut reaction. Like the episode should be clear enough for you to enjoy it without needing us. It shouldn't need us. You shouldn't need a podcast to tell you how to feel about something, first of all. And we never tell you how to feel. But you shouldn't need a po- no. in Which okay, most podcasts do. You should hate this episode, but like, <laughs> But what I mean is, like, it, you shouldn't need a podcast to decide how this, wh- what this episode was, what it meant, or to be explained. Oh, that's why this is significant. You shouldn't. A show should be complete on its own and accessible. Yes. However, since when is the wa- <laughs> No, no, and no, no, and I just want to hammer this point. I want to, I want to beat this point to the ground. Is that it? Does weigh on me as a human with integrity? it weighs on me. Because here I am telling you why this is cool. Why why this may be cool for you. But it does weigh on me that it it's not clear. As just a person who watches television, judging things on their own merits, like we said earlier, it does weigh on me. But the reason why people watch us is because, hey, I, I don't know if I like this episode, but let me hear what they have to say about it. That's what keeps me going. As much as we say we are squawking dead, people do tune in to filter those thoughts of others who may have ideas on this show through our lens thoughts and voices and we may disagree on those but we'll still say hey i like that you thought that at least this is the worst case scenario i like that you thought that even though i don't agree with you this is why i'm okay with being who we are like with not like and i because i get where you're coming from this is why i appreciate what you said because we need that voice we need to be i like that oh it wasn't as accessible and so in response to all the shit that I just said, do you think this episode in the way that D was, was straightforward?
2: I think it can like be. Linear?
0: No, no, no. But like straightforward. Like, oh, here's a beginning, middle and end. I understood the story, even though this, the ending was unsatisfying. Do you think you come away with this episode saying, hey, is there is that it? Or is there something more that I missed? Well, straightforward means, oh, I, got, I get it.
1: Personally, I did enjoy the episode up until the ending. It was the ending that made me go, huh?
0: Right. So not as straightforward. And then
1: I re- and then I sort of questioned everything that I saw before that. But up right. until the end it felt I straightforward. did enjoy it. It scared me. It engaged me. When he was talking to Maria, I'm like, What's going on? Like, oh my goodness. And they did give us little nuggets of what led them there and what happened. you know what I mean? Like not the total picture, but Until the ending. And so many TV shows and movies, for that matter, for me personally, have been ruined because of a bad ending.
0: When it isn't straightforward, right? Correct. To me, and this is exactly why I like Devon in *Medius Rest*. I don't know what's going on initially. And yeah, eventually you do figure it out. But this is like the reverse. It feels straightforward. It starts off completely making sense. It starts off like a Walking Dead episode. But then like it just takes a hard right somewhere along the way. And so it makes you completely rethink what just happened personally i like that i didn't like it at first but then the more i acknowledge that ending the more i was like i need to go back i need to understand this episode better maybe i didn't on first watch and that's a good useful gimmick (laughs) or one could look at this as a gimmick that a didn't work or b did work or one could look at this and say oh no, that was purposeful. You need to watch this again to understand this maybe better or look at this a different way. And I like that. I like when you see something differently on Second Watch.
2: Goodbye, audience. I have fire engagements.
0: We love you and we'll see you soon, hopefully, for episode 200. I'm going to leave you with
2: this. Did she choke or did she have a heart attack? Because if she choked, if Alma choked, Eric's response to her choking is dubious because he just stands there and kind of does like... Well,
0: let's see how this plays out. Yep, <laughs> but Idalia does the same. It's too.
2: it's bothersome. I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna go, and that was just the last piece that I had to say. So, okay, bye. we'll talk
0: about that. <laughs> bye, Bridget. Enjoy bye. your day.
3: Before we move on to that, I will just say, like, over the course of us discussing the episode, I do think how much I enjoyed the episode is increased just by talking about it, which is why the podcast is so great.
0: Thank you. I live for that. As a watcher of the podcast yourself and somebody who now is involved with the podcast because you give it money i (laughs) i appreciate that
1: i can't tell you how many times that has happened to me where i go i do not like an episode and then we talk about it and i'm like you know what i like this episode now we've we've discussed it we've talked about the things i didn't like and i feel better about it now that has happened so many times for me
3: It's definitely with this episode and definitely with some of the episodes of World Beyond.
0: In some places, it was hard. Walking Dead World Beyond wasn't hard for me to enjoy, personally. But contending with the way others felt about it was one of those things where like, okay, let me give you my point of view. You tell me why that's wrong. (laughs) And then let me push back a little bit. And then you tell me why that's stupid. And then maybe we'll walk away. I love breaking even with just the fact that maybe we made you think differently about the episode even if you landed in the same position and i've mentioned this a lot and that's fine with me i that's all i care about because convincing others of why this episode is good let's say just for the lack of the right terminology convincing anybody of anything is is difficult it's almost impossible but if you can get people to think differently that's where you can build bridges both in trying to figure out a narrative but also in life most of life is compromise it is what it is, or let's agree to disagree. Mm. But when you get mm. to that point, at least you're like, hey, I, I still like you. We don't have to always agree, but at least I see your point of view. And that's that's the best you can hope for in life. Yeah. So to me, that's 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 where I live. I get goosebumps. I mean, I could. Sh- I don't know if you can see this. You can't. <laughs> I get goosebumps when that happens. And then if I can get somebody to think about something beyond let's agree to disagree, that interests me less. But I think that's kind of a cool thing when you can do that. Uh, I I'm fine with people disagreeing and then being like, but at least I saw what you saw. And like, I still don't think that way, but at least I enjoyed your point of view. And that's again, got goosebumps. So there you go. <laughs> so let's go to Bridget's question. If I, if I may, she had asked, did she choke or did she have a heart attack? Cause if she choked, those two idiots were just standing there, which by the way, reinforces my theory about her being way in the future and looking at this from another way.
3: You already know my faults. Do I though? She never existed. I have no idea.
0: I think she super existed. That's that's the difference, and I, I like yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, looking yeah. at it from different. I I
3: I, I I I like I like your theory. It's not one. It's not something I thought of.
0: Can I throw an, an, a wrench? Just another another yeah. notch on my end of the spectrum, the thirty-five years in the future spectrum. Go Why it. is her her painting even there? Usually paintings are for people who have passed. Like oh, this is my grandmother, and she. This is oh, this is my way of remembering her. People don't. Okay, let me just say most people, except for maybe rich people, don't usually have portraits of themselves in their own homes, like portraits, like full on portraits of just themselves, too. So, like I could see somebody 35 years in the future getting bored and wanting to paint a self-portrait. That's my reasoning. Or maybe this is how I died. That's another link to another episode, another thread to another episode in the Walking in Tales of the Walking Dead.
1: That could be, I mean, as simple as it was a gift from someone Maybe a family member painted it for her.
0: Oh, shit I mean, up. it could be as simple as that, you know. I, Why aren't you reinforcing my biases? <laughs> but that's fair. I just want to say that.
1: I only watched the episode once, so bear with me here if, if my details are a bit foggy. But after Dona Alma dies, Adelia, she sees this shrine and she grabs this, that photo of her and probably. sets the photo of Dona Alma, right? When she was younger, we yeah. all assume that by the that way. was her. Okay. So, and she sets it in the shrine. She comes back later to that same shrine and the picture has changed. Correct? Did I, I see that wrong?
0: I didn't notice that. Oh, I wish you had the details on that. I, I don't know that that was the case. That's all I'm saying. I didn't pay attention to that. Okay. Do you think it's changed from what to what do you think? It well, recorded. it was a,
1: it was it was young Alma to old Alma.
0: I think that might have just been another picture. But like in a know. different
1: area, because it looked like yeah, maybe. it looked like it was in the same shrine. But that's why I, that I said I only watched it the once. My details may be foggy, but I remember thinking the picture changed. Interesting. That's weird.
0: Well, that that would, by the way, reinforce my theory that this is like 35 years in the future. It would. Why I say that specifically is because if it is 35 years later, it wouldn't be of old her. But that's the way she sees herself finally as going through this story in her mind over and over again. Maybe the real picture was of her young, because we wouldn't get old person pictures.
1: The young person in the picture wasn't Adalia, though. It was of someone else.
0: It could have been.
1: It wasn't, though. <laughs> or, it was or, clearly or, a different woman.
0: Sorry, it could have been her mother. That's that's what I was thinking. Shh. Like,
1: okay, okay, her mother.
0: But yeah, and, and if she saw a picture of herself, that would be in that would be impossible according to my theory, because <laughs> well, it's thirty five years in the future. There's no photo. She wouldn't have taken a photograph and processed it and, and exposed well, it. Well, now we're in the apocalypse, it, right? right? Like, where'd, exactly. she get,
1: where'd she get the film?
0: Right. But if she's seeing it in her mind, and this is how mm-hmm. I died, like the quote, this is how I died, kind of like mm-hmm. the D episode, we can reframe this around the Alpha episode, the D episode. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just offering you what could be going <laughs> alternative. on alternative. Yeah, yeah. Tilting the <laughs> tripod, that's all I do. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, having this theory is to me is so much more preferable than exposing what's going on here with science and like, Oh, methane leak, gas leak, like, which I enjoyed at the time of like, Oh guys, it's just, I know you're, you don't like things that are like mystical and not literal and whatever, <laughs> like unexplainable phenomenon. So here's that solution. But then like the more I thought about what we talked about, like the threads to different episodes and like looking, really looking at the psychological effects of guilt and maybe psychosis but more on uh, remorse and then tying it up with the folly I do possibly if that's what it is that to me was more appealing and more actually more satisfying once look once I looked at this episode again and it, it makes sense and, and again maybe we're trying to confirm our biases about possible threads to other episodes but honestly hmm. it's more satisfying and enjoyable when we can see it that way considering that's what we yeah. all so oh so far all of us kind of want at least some semblance of a thread between these episodes, considering it's an anthology series. So I definitely did. Let's go back to the literal (laughs) world. If, in fact, it did play out that way with two people and them killing themselves at the end and whatever that is. So Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) For different reasons and not liking (laughs) each other by the end of it. I have to kill this person because they killed me, etc. But when Doña Alma... By the way, Alma in Spanish means soul. That's another something that to keep in the back of your mind that reinforces my theory this is idalia's soul did when, when she hit her head on the table it seems like idalia says to eric did you think that her hitting her head on the table was enough to kill the zombie part of her oh right i kind of yeah. like that because it shows how fucking dumb he is but because <laughs> she comes out of the ground anyway so i thought does she like right though? right does she though, right, does she though? <laughs> That was another thing that like reinforced my theory on why this was from Alma, but maybe Idalia Alma, her point of view, because oh, shit. I, I don't die like Morgan. I don't die. And no, no, I'm forced to like relive this every year. I'm forced to relive this moment every year. And so it's just me. Nobody knows about this place. It's just me. I killed my then boyfriend to be able to be safe here. She can never get over the fact that something is trying to get her. So why she tells him to leave.
1: So in, in, your, in your theory, I like this theory. I do. I mean, I think it's pretty wildly out there, but I still like it. But in this theory, theoretically, shouldn't she have survived the end of the episode?
0: I think she does. Her dying is just a mechanism for her to experience that story, that real story that she had with Eric and herself.
1: They didn't both clearly die at the end there. They weren't both
0: very, very dead. I think that's what she wishes would have happened. That's the thing. She goes over, over and over again, hoping or wishing that had happened.
1: But that's what they show us.
0: Yeah. Just as as weird as it is, because that's that's the thing that we have to reckon with. Was there a bunch of those people that they, that Eric had killed in the basement, stringing them up against the roots, right? Or was it what we saw? Is it the overwhelming guilt? Is she living with this overwhelming guilt over what Eric did, and maybe even her, to Maria? And that's her, her torture, her 35-year-old torture. Let's say 40 or 45, whatever it is however old she is and actually the actor herself doesn't look that old by the way and which Mm -mm. was shocking when i saw her i I forget her name i I have to look her up again but do you have any thoughts around the way that she died i don't think he stabbed her in the brain i think he just buried her because he thought that was enough to to not make her Mm reanimate just to bring clarity to the audience and and the confusion over what happened when she (laughs) rose from the grave which was also there's like that beta moment when we see (laughs) beta come out of the ground but he was real.
3: <laughs> she never existed, so.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, feel free it's to all, elaborate. It's all
3: part of the psychosis.
0: It, it, by the way, always feel free to jut in to kind of reinforce your theory. Yeah. If so, then whose perspective is this from? Is this just Idalia or is she completely... Ma- is Idalia alone? Eric's not there. That could be, too. Doña Alma never existed. Eric never existed. She survived when he didn't. That could be, too. Eric is the figment. <laughs> It, or one of many, many figments. Pieces of the Hail Mary Full of Grace are in this episode, obviously in Spanish. But the first one that she mentions is, Dios te salve, Maria Elena. Eres de gracia, el Señor es contigo. Idalia literally does the Hail Mary, but instead of Hail Mary, it's Hail Maria Elena, the person that she may have killed or she may have noticed. She broke her leg and she's like, fuck this, I'm out. And that's the first tumble in her bricks of, of guilt that kind of compound when Eric kills all of those other people that they were with. So I, I like that little touch to the Ave Maria, Maria Elena. But to further on that point, and this is another thing that I kind of want to cover just to, for the sake of covering it. How does Idalia know about this place? Because Eric is looking at her and goes, how do you know about this place? You've never shared that with me before. It's kind of something I want to touch on, which also reinforces my 35 years in the future theory. But uh, She
1: says that Maria told her about it. That's the information we were given.
0: Now the question is before she died or after she died?
3: Well,
1: I'm literal, so I'm gonna have to say before she died.
3: <laughs> well, since it <that> doesn't exist... <laughs>
0: Okay. No, that's. I'm hoping for that. Okay.
3: Since it doesn't exist, it is literally just a case of after like the trauma of what they're going through with like killing these people. Oh, this just, we're going here. That's just it. Like it doesn't exist. Like, it's just like, we have to go here. And then it's like entering like this alternative kind of reality or state of consciousness.
1: So do you think they're in a physical place, though? Or are they just sort of wandering the, the woods and this is all in their head type of thing?
3: I don't think that they're, like, conscious. I feel like it's just, like, some kind of weird kind of psychological state in between being alive and dead. Like, they're not dead, but they're not conscious. And
1: So instead of Eric killing all these people, maybe one of them took them out and they're, like, in the middle of... They're, like, on the way of dying...
3: I haven't fully thought this theory through, as you guys can tell. I am making, I am fully making it up as I go along. However, I love it.
1: I
0: love it. I do. I really. En- I'm enjoying this. I
3: don't think. I. I don't think they were. I think. I don't think like it, they've been like physically knocked out or anything. I think it's just the trauma of what they've been through is causing this kind of shared state of
0: psychosis. Maybe.
1: Where yeah, do you guess- think they are? physically, though. Where in, the, like, in the real world, physically, where do you think they are? Are they passed out somewhere imagining all this? Are they in a physical building somewhere? Where do you think they are in reality while they're experiencing this? Dave, you're
3: going to have to help me out here.
0: <laughs> okay. No, no, no. So what you're saying is they're both sonambulos, let's say. Let's just say. They're both sleepwalkers.
1: Well, that, they would be walkers. That's what they call the walkers. So they would be dead.
0: But like on the literal sense, because I know you are like literal. They're like sleepwalkers. I do.
3: Yes, that was my original point from before, because she calls the walkers, uh, she says it in Spanish, but she calls the walkers uh, sleepwalkers.
0: So it could be
3: alive,
1: but sleepwalking.
0: right? To give you like a sense of what this could be, right? Like to kind of give you more feel to your theory. When you're asleep, what happens? And you dream. Your dreams feel like they last longer. Or sorry, the the dreams are relatively short, but this is during the span of hours. They feel
1: really long, yeah. Right
0: they are literally dying but the dream is very short they're actually in the clearing where they killed all those people yes because the roots are all around them the trees why is a tree that that that's a little too many roots to be in a basement of a place whose electricity is still working the hot water is still working the heats well the fireplace but but it's still working all of these things that are working hot water so this kind of answers your question, like, this place doesn't seem real. Or that it would function in a zombie apocalypse. Let's say, oh, the propane tank, da, 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 whatever. Bleh. No. So maybe it is just that they're experiencing this within the, this span of minutes in real life. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's, that's mm-hmm. where they end up dying. And I think they end up killing each other. In the real world. Because you made me kill those people. Meanwhile, you really killed Maria, let's say. And it does kind of explain in a really figurative sense, why Eric himself is coming to grips with what possibly Maria did. He's feeling bad for not letting Maria in. He's realizing that she did something to Maria. Idalia did something to Maria. He's feeling terrible and remorseful. Not for killing all those people, because he felt like he was doing that for the right reasons, for Idalia. But they're all doing this fight. He is not fully caught up to what Idalia is already sensing, I think. And now he's finally coming to grips with dying, let's say. And what he did, why he did it, this whole dream state is them trying to understand what just happened in a span of minutes seconds let's say even right mm. I, I I think that's kind of cool, Jasmine
3: damn you- damn jazzy You I wish I' I, I, wish I'd you got fully, me. I wish I'd fully thought of it I had those beginnings, but I was just like. Dave, we,
1: Dave jumped, Dave jumped into your brain and finished it up for you. Yeah, but thank damn, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dave. Damn, fuck, fuck you guys so bad. <laughs> okay,
0: I'll admit I have goosebumps. Wait, 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 I have, I have another, another question. For that. I have
1: another question. Is RJ real?
0: <laughs> Thanks, yes. Ashley Weidman. Thanks a lot. Ashley Ashley Weidman. <laughs> Man, that's one of those things. But that's you're saying that's that level of like, oh, you got me, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm really I'm really like all of that explanation really makes a lot of sense. I kind of have that in the back of you my break mind it down that way. Ooh. But I
0: preferred the whole from her point of view. She's still alive. I, perspective. I. But I, I mean, I'm liking no, yours better now.
1: Dave, <laughs> like, I like your I like your future projection thing. That was a very cool concept. But Jazzy's I feel like is far more plausible. Like, I can wrap my head around none of this even existing a lot more than I can the time travel <laughs>
0: <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> Why I like the 35 Years in the Future theory mostly is because it really does a good job of dovetailing with just the last episode. Because I feel like this episode, and this is probably why they chose this as the last episode, is it takes from every single episode that we've had thus far... It takes the folly I do. It reverses the erstwhile would never get together. Survivors would get together. These are two people who you think would be good together, but it drives them apart, right? It's like, Mm. it's a reverse. The Devon Mm -hmm. episode where you kind of get an idea of what's happening, but at the end, it's like, no, you don't know what's going on. Devon, you're like, in the beginning, you're like, I don't know what's going on. But then it apexes to understanding at the end. So is it any wonder why I said, oh, what's the link between this, this one and the last one? Oh, it's really her in the future reliving this moment over and over again. I'm confirming biases, just like Dr. Everett. I'm in Tales of the Walking Dead. Guys, I need to get out of this episode. <laughs> Guys, I'm pu- this is the e- we're still watching the episode. Wake up. <laughs> okay, so I went a little meta. Okay.
1: I mean, I like it. I like I like I like that theory, but oh, no, man, that's fine. I just want I just want everything to be literal clean cut just makes sense just make fucking sense i I think
3: i think tales of the walking dead has decided that it doesn't want to go down the route of clear cut it wants to go down the route of let's make people think
0: yeah yeah
1: and i'm gonna keep watching it even though it's not my favorite concept But but i'm in it for the long haul
0: i think you like this sort of thing by the way i think the fact that you that it makes you have to think i think you don't like but I think you do like anthology episodes because you watch all those crime dramas like uh, the NCM. I don't forget which ones you watch, like NCIS or a lot
1: of. No, uh, that's Cold like the one or, oh, I don't know. No, I watch Criminal Minds and Bones and Law and Order SVU and CSI, Las Vegas. And those all are anthology those.
0: episodes. I know that the, the people sort are the of, same.
1: Sort of. And there are They're, arcs. Yeah. And right. then, but
0: they're not really great ones, necessarily. Like, oh, I, that guy has an alcohol problem or drug problem. All right, whatever, anyway. Right.
1: The char- The main characters, their the stories thing. are arcing yeah, through the is, entire series. Continuity. Yeah,
0: Yeah, like, why? Yeah, it's like why people like Star Trek. It's an anthology series, technically. Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation. The people are the same. Technically. The, the situations right. are different. This is one where the right. people are different, the situations are different, and the, and the only constant is the universe.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: And even then loosely at that but i i like that because in it being loosely related to the universe it adds to the universe do you know what i'm saying like these Uh, are the stories we can't we can't normally tell on the walking dead because it's like that's the extra scene you know or the oh here's an episode idea that we couldn't just do on the walking dead or fear the walking dead it's like ah we would have loved to do this but mm, no
1: well we're like seeing we're seeing little We're seeing little tidbits of what's going on in other places of the world while we're in Alexandria rebuilding civilization. Here's what's going on over here and over here. And here's what other people are having to deal with in this part. And I like the concept. I just want more. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe what I'm feeling.
0: I'm going to say I think you don't want more.
1: I do. I want, I need more Evie and Joe, for sure.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, oh more for of this. Sure. Okay, okay. I was gonna say more Walking Dead connections. Or I, Yeah, I think that's my main gripe too. Is that like, there's a part of me that's like, ooh, I wish I could see more of that. I want to see how this develops.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to see more of these characters. I want to see more of them. Some of, some of them.
0: <laughs> to your point, and like zombies aside, because I, I heard that comment and um, it didn't, I don't zombies. care. Zombies? What are zombies? Sorry, sorry. Walk... <laughs> Sonambulos aside. i'm ambivalent and i'll tell you why because it's the same reason why you're like i wish i could see these characters move on i'm ambivalent because part of the draw isn't the sonambulos or the sleepwalkers or the walkers or the whatever that's a tiny piece of it why do we watch the walking dead
1: characters for the family
0: exactly Mm -hmm. so that's why this is very hard for us
1: yes right yes
0: but let's go deeper it's the drama it's not the the horror as it's a piece. It's uh, it's not the zombies. It's a, bit the it's a piece, a little bit, right? Little but what bit keeps horror. us watching? Investment
1: in yes, the a narrative
0: or a character. A lot of people attach themselves to characters. Those are the diehard fans. These are the people that keep and continue watching because they want to see how their story progresses. Me, it's always been the story. I'm a slave to story, and that's just that's just me, and maybe some other people who are my brothers and sisters. Cause I don't care who dies. I'm like, does it serve the story? Okay, good. safe. Let's keep going. Sorry, Glenn.
1: <laughs> <gasps> you shut your dirty I said whore said mouth. Sorry, I said sorry. Keep, keep his name out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said sorry. But like that's I, I that's on the hierarchy of values when it comes to watching the show. It's it's the drama. It's how these stories are constructed. What purpose does it serve? Who affects whom? What keeps the story going? Because that's what we're used to with The Walking Dead Universe. It's not the characters as much, not the links. It's not the Easter eggs as much. It always comes down to characters, but mostly the drama itself. So when you're forced to have to cut it short, that's hard. That's hard because we're acclimatized to it, right, Jasmine? Acclimatized? Largely an Anglo word, acclimatized? (laughs) We don't say that here. We say we're used to it. Get used to it. Look, guys, I love that this episode gives us the opportunity to Discuss those feelings. Alone. It gave us the opportunity to discuss those feelings. And I, th- I think it's valuable. I think it's totally valuable. Here is the hat trick, the punchline to this episode. Idalia, the name Idalia means some things. So just like Alma means soul. Mrs. Soul. Idalia in Germanic means work or labor. Eh, who cares? Work or labor doesn't seem to fit. But but the <laughs> Next. Com- but the more common root of idalia <laughs> is in Greek, which is behold the sun. S-U-N? Yeah. S-O-N. S-U-N. Not uh, Jesus. But (laughs) behold the sun. That's what it means. Okay. I'm going to put it to you. If you had to connect that theme to this person in the context of what you just saw, what what do you think that would mean? What is sunlight, if not the truth? Sunlight is a disinfectant, let's say, for lies. (laughs) Like when you, it's an expression. Sunlight, giving something sunlight means exposing the truth. Right.
1: Bringing something to light. Okay. Exactly. Okay.
0: Right. So, what is she, if, if not coming to grips with the truth, with what happened,
1: with what she did,
0: what she did, what she and he did, if that's where you're going? Her
1: actions. Yeah. Her Actions were yeah. basically the first domino that right. tipped in in all of this, proceeding up and up to where they are now, and her having a mental breakdown, apparently, if it's if it happened at all.
0: Right. Right. If you go the literal route, it works. She is the first one to be sensitive to what. To come into grips with what happened and she's trying to follow ado. do eric <laughs> literal if we go with jasmine she comes to the realization first that this is what's happening we're dying she doesn't know it immediately but she knows something's happened and we need we are coming to grips with what just happened and this is what goes on in her figurative mind like as she's dying they're realizing what just happened and it ends up that after they killed all those people they killed themselves and it was so fast that she didn't have time to process it and they die
1: Killed each other. Yeah, they, or after, themselves. After, I they, think killed each, after they
0: killed each, after they killed all those people, they argued or something, and then they killed each other. And, and Idalia kills Eric for killing all those people. Let's say maybe even it could be a bunch of things. So we don't know. That's this is where I can't go. Like in terms of, but like if I had to take a guess as to how they killed themselves in the clearing after killing all those people, I think Idalia is horrified by what he did for her. She's like, ah, oh, you you shouldn't have done that. You know, why did you kill all those people? And then they kill each other immediately. And what happens after that is them on the way to death, figuring out what just happened. Why was this so fast and so swift? Why did I feel that way? And what, and Eric's like slow to the take. He's like, what? I did this for you. We did this so we'd, you know, we'd have a place to stay. I did this for you to be safe. And now you're finally mm-hmm. safe. Well, we got our wish. Now you're safe. What's the problem? Oh, we're already <laughs> dead. Figurative. Okay. If it's 35 years in the future, behold the sun, the sunlight, the truth, is Idalia, Idalia's alma, her soul, constantly being aware of what happened 35 years ago. This is the price. Let's go back to the premise I love going back to the most. This is the price of survival without looking to the next step of what it means to thrive. Oh, yeah, you're you're safe. You're behind stone. Nobody can hear you. You have a gate. Everything's fine. Nobody knows where you are. Nobody can get to where you are. Probably nobody knows this place exists, but you're alone. You're alone with your thoughts. You're alone with the truth. And that truth eats away at you every year. You're in the prison of your own making. You're in purgatory. So she is constantly aware of beholding her own truth. If we're going that route, when I saw the meaning of her name, I'm like, oh, this clinches it for me. This is my theory. This is what I'm going with. (laughs) <laughs> so Sharon he says no she's an onion she has layers like Al V-Dalia.
1: V Dahlia
0: like an onion V Dahlia
1: oh I love it yeah
0: and if you that... like what you heard <laughs> head on over to rate dot com yes. slash squawking dead five stars and an eggplant is all we need to know that you love us but tell us what you liked oh, I really hope you like this tell us what you didn't like it should have been more yes, literal Yes,
1: please <laughs> agree with me agree with yeah me.
0: agree with Rachel in Come agree with your me. rating but make sure to leave five stars <laughs> before you do and tell us what you didn't like tell us what we missed what we think we we should have talked about but we didn't quite but tell us remember to tell us after every episode and if you like what we're doing and you don't want us to miss the things that you thought we missed and you want to have those thoughts in these episodes create a free account at ko-fi.com ko-fi.com and just follow us at ko-fi.com squawkingdead because that's where we post our scheduled recordings for you to be able to join us in the real-time chat. And if you feel like it, and you can't quite make it to all these chats, well, you can buy us a coffee for 30 days of support content, where you can download the unedited episode recordings, or you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar, and get a ton of perks just at the base level, the Walkers tier, for as little as a dollar a month, including Discord access. So you can have these chats with us beforehand, and we can refine our thoughts before every recording or have the know and inside track on what the heck we're doing at That's My Viewing Party, the viewing party end all viewing parties, the Walking Dead series finale party, or our thoughts and ideas and what we're planning on doing at the camp and how you can tell us how to better do this podcast because it's our podcast. So without further ado, I've been your host, David Cameo, and I was joined by CosmoWomZ09, Rachel Burt, Bridget, ko-fi.com slash punkybrewster, that's P-O-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R, she had to leave early, and of course... Survivor's tier member Jasmine, Jasmine. <coughs> Jasmine.iac on Instagram And Sherandy <coughs> and Aiden In the chat, Sherandy Blazy Gardner on the socials KO-FI.com slash Blazy 0150 Also, and Aiden KO-FI.com slash Aiden Atkin By the way, if you want to follow Aiden's Journey into blogging And other awesome things that he's, that's on his Mind and he's just a cool person
1: Cause he's just fucking awesome <sighs>
0: And if you enjoyed this episode, always leave a like, comment, share, subscribe to all notifications everywhere on socials, on our YouTube, and uh, subscribe to the podcast and your favorite platform that you'll be rating us on, right? right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take care, everybody. Do we it. hope you enjoyed our now. coverage of Tales of the Walking Dead. It's a season finale, not series, because I think we're getting a season two soon announcement. Mm-hmm. Probably after the, this episode actually airs. Take care. We'll see you in the next one, which is probably going to be... The final eight episodes, third trimester final premiere stop saying, stop of The Walking it. Dead's final eight episodes. Just Take be care. like
1: the next they're, they're coming. They're just coming up. It's just it's just more just more episodes. It's not the end. I can't. I can't.
0: Rachel, behold Aww. the sun. Behold the sun. It's happening as much as it pains me to say. And it does pain me to say it. I, I feel it every time it comes out of my mouth. But it's something we have to say. Behold the no, sun, folks. No, we
1: don't. We don't have to say it.
0: And while you're there, in the sun, enjoy the sunlight. So with that, everybody take care. We'll see you very soon. And we'll be with you every step of the way. We love you. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed our coverage of Tales of the Walking Dead through and through, not just this episode, La Donya episode 6, but our entire coverage of all the episodes of Tales of the Walking Dead. And as usual, we love to thank those who make these episodes possible, our Survivors and Whispers tier members over at ko-fi.com slash walkingdead, starting with the Survivors who get the highlight first at jasmine.iac on Instagram who joined us for this incredible breakdown at ElisaJones71 on Instagram and JonesAJ6 on Twitter. FanArtLindy, ko Lindy ficom slash FanArtLindy. Linda Jennings, who is the admin of the Facebook group Walking Dead is Freaking Amazing. And, of course, our all-star at RealRyanGM on Twitter. Moving along to our Whispers tier members, we have at Judith.Morton on Instagram. Aiden Atkin, who's at ko slash Aiden Atkin. At Tyler Phillip Cox on both Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, at FrostedAngel67 on Twitter, at sandy.d.morrison on Facebook, J13 Voorhees on Instagram and Twitter, and at MRTNYvet on Twitter. Thank you so much again for making it to these episodes. It means a lot to us. We are charting on many podcast charts. Thanks to you, thanks to your writings at ratethispodcast.com/slash squawking dead. All of this stuff matters. Thank you so much. Thank you again. And we'll see you when The Walking Dead returns for its final eight episodes. We do this together. See you soon.